welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate and I'm joined as always by my good friend Josh. Back home, mate, in Perth. Yeah, traveled the country. I'm back in WA and I'm currently isolating. Uh, so good to go. Yeah. Again, how many, how many tests have you done in the last two weeks and how many isolation days have you done now? I've, I've done five tests in about two weeks and yep. that's across three different states. Yep. And um, yeah, I think I did 10 days in Queensland. I had three days freedom and now I've got 14 days in WA. Awesome. And you, and you got in just before your best mate shut the borders. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he shut him properly. Yeah. I think that's of, as of yesterday, maybe. But um, yeah. but yeah, I got in when he just raced to low risk, meaning I have to isolate. So uh, okay. WA is now completely shut off to the country, the whole country. Yeah. 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 Top bloke. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate. Yeah, going backwards. WA over there. No, we've, yeah. we've just, we've let the floodgates open here in Queensland. So we're, um, we're doubling cases every two days at the moment. So um, nothing like Sydney, nothing like Melbourne, but um, apparently everyone wants to come to Queensland. So I suspect we'll be um, hitting the thousands fairly quickly. Yeah, we got to gotta learn to live with it one way or another. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, Matt, we thought this is, this is the last episode of 2021. Who would have thought we would be here today after starting the podcast back in February? Yeah. And um, you're up to episode 43. That's amazing. Is, uh, kudos to you, mate. Well done. Kudos to you. You know, we've both been um, navigating a very busy time period. And, you know, I guess in some ways we didn't really expect this busyness to hit our lives. But um, no, here we are. We're yeah, 43 weeks in and, and no, no, no end in, in vision. So... <laughs> So yeah, we'll apologise to the Alibaba faithful who are waiting for our, I guess, take three of the rundown of Alibaba and having a look at the deep dive of Alibaba. But we didn't want to sort of um, touch on it too shortly. We want to give it a full attention that it deserves. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we, we thought we'd do a year in review, you know, the financial and economic um, times, a, a quick review of, of our podcast as well as, you know, the general um, macro landscape. So, um, yeah, definitely. take us back, mate. We, we, we obviously started this podcast this year to document, I guess, our investing journey. We both want to um, um, get better at investing and we're learning and we've got, I guess, we would call it a legacy investing style. We've made some mistakes. We've done some, we've hit some home runs. We've, you know, a bit of everything this year. But, um, yeah, mate, well, the, the year in review, how, how do you think it's been? I think it's been great. Honestly, like, I think... I think it was the start of this year or late last year. We, I kind of, I think I reached out to you and I just said, "Hey, like, you know, yeah. how, how are you going with your investing stuff?" And let's let's jump on a call and yeah, we're going to jump on what, a weekly call or something. And yeah, it's easy to fall off on that too, mate. But um, I think we decided let's make a podcast out of it to hold ourselves accountable. And you know, like, I look back at the last forty-three weeks now, and and I'm so grateful that we did this. <laughs> It's been, cool. yeah. it's been a really fun year. Um, and yeah. just, I, I guarantee I wouldn't have put the effort into doing this in general if it wasn't for this. So, Cool. Yeah, for those following along, yeah, jump, jump on. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to um, obviously take through people through, like, I guess, a chronological order of investing a little bit as well and just the principles. And, um, you know, we, we sort of take that principle of not losing money. Um, 
and we you know we have some people we follow pretty closely um phil towns and you know the charlie mongers the warren buffets but yeah it's been fun mate so i mean i was just going to say my biggest takeaway for the year really would be you know understanding a business is probably one of the the big keys and it was one of our first principles we talked about you know in our principles podcast we did four of them um really early on i think it was episode four through to about episode seven and I keep coming back to that, you know, the mistakes that I've made through the years, really not understanding um, that business and not giving it enough time going through a deep dive, you know, really just sort of shortchanging myself there with research and, um, you know, it's basically um, cutting corners a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Top patience. 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 <laughs> yeah, patience. I, think, uh, I think Warren Buffett harps on about it. Uh, Charlie Mungo harped on about it. Phil Town harps on about it. And it's funny, like you've got, you know, two guys who are in their late 90s talking about being patient. So maybe <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of wisdom in that, hey? <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, what, what, what would be your top takeaway? What have you learned the most this year? Um, I, I, I think I've learned that it's not a, yeah, it's not a quick thing to to really dive deep into a company like you know I've, I've made some successful investments in companies where i've put research into but i can't hand on heart say that i knew everything about it and and on that same bat i've, I've you know I've, i haven't taken some big losses but i know i'm down quite a bit on certain investments as well because i jumped in earlier like you know, it's just that experience thing. I jumped in early and and rather than completely understanding the, the business, I let the emotional stuff kick in. So, you know, that's all that's all experience. And, um, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this year is we've actually put a lot of time into diving deep into companies. And I can sit here and say that I've never dived that deep into a company to invest in it. And now I'm like, okay, looking back, you know, I should have done that extra work. And now I know that that extra work was required in order to mm. know that that's going to be a good investment. So mm. um, top, ta- top takeaway for me is just to put in that, that effort and that time to completely understand every part of what there is to like to understand. And a part of that is roundtabling or having chats with other people and, and just like, you know, we've talked about it. Um, we plan on doing it. It's getting three or four other people in, to a conversation about a single company and just spitballing why it's good, why it's not good. And that just helps you get that broader understanding of what you're looking to invest in. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Legend. So yeah, some of the topics we've gone through this year, we obviously talked about you know, principles and understanding of business and knowing competitive advantages and management, but you know, we've done some um, initial dives into companies like Tyro and Kogan and um, technology. One was another one that we, uh, had a look at A2 Milk, which has gone handsomely, terribly, really, this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hasn't, hasn't bounced back and looks like it's going to be a um, pretty slow uh, burn back for A2 Milk. So, well, I'm sure we'll hit A2 Milk at some point next year again. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a bit of a, an unlucky favourite. <laughs> yeah, Legend, uh, we, we talked about, um, you know, whether we could get dividends, you know, up to 15... Uh, 20% returns through, um, you know, dividends alone over time. Um, we did checklists. Uh, we did quite a few on the checklists. Um, 
we did some interesting companies and some watch lists and uh, we did an initial dive on Fortescue uh, or Fortescue, as you like to say. And um, yeah, we've sort of finished the round, uh, finished the year up with um, a deeper dive into Alibaba. And, um, yeah. We sort of um, partway through that deep dive at Alibaba, we'll, we'll bring that back in January, February next year. Um, Definitely January, because look, looking at the numbers, mate, that's that's been one of the more popular series that we've kind of been on and i think you know alibaba is a pretty good company so i think we definitely hit that pretty early next year yeah it hit, hit uh dropped to uh was it 100 or something i think uh dropped down again interesting oh, what was it overnight it's at 113 now yeah right so uh yeah it's an interesting story that one we'll get back to that one for sure well, mate, well, in terms of, you know, the year that was, I mean, it's, it, there's been quite a few, I guess, big trends this year. And, you know, we might just rattle them off and speak about them um, briefly. But it's definitely been a year of inflation and a lot to talk around inflation, you know, whether it's trans, transitory or, or it's here to stay. I think it's pretty obvious that we've got some inflation going on. Um, the numbers are now sort of starting to back up that that's happening. But you can see it on the ground. You yeah. know, you've your local barbershops putting their prices up and petrol's gone through the roof. I've paid two bucks, two bucks. That's for petrol. <laughs> two bucks for petrol a couple of weeks ago here in Brisbane. And um, so yeah, inflation's definitely here, whether it's here to stay, it could be around for a little while. Yeah. Well, a bit like interesting news on inflation. So I did read up a little bit on this. Uh, I think it was last week. Um, I think the, the, the term transitory, has been removed from uh, what they're go. allowed to use because yep. uh, because uh, what do they say? What do they say? They said people didn't understand what it meant. Um, I, I go with the, the view that I think they just used it to try and lower the fear, but clearly it's not transitory and inflation is happening. Um, so, and interesting enough, with that inflation happening, uh, one of the big ways to combat inflation is to raise interest rates, but they can't raise interest rates while they're still um quantitative easing and, and buying yep. a heap of bonds so uh i think both the states and australia have plans have said that they have plans to wrap that up faster you know potentially mm -hmm. uh quarter one next year the um bond purchasing will stop um and that may lead to uh interest rates going up yeah so, so that, that again that's probably yeah one of the obviously key um you know, stories of the year. You know, when when's interest rates are they going to go up sooner rather than later? It looks like they probably will. Yeah, well, it looks like sooner rather than later, considering it was originally going to be twenty twenty four. So yeah, that's that's changed. And isn't it funny? They come out and say we will not raise interest rates before twenty. You just can't in this you know time. You just can't sort of um, make a promise like that. You know, things change. No one, you can't make. You know, no one can predict anything really. But um, yeah, I think that's a really good point there too. Like, you know, as much as as much as what you want to read into the news and into the financial space, you just can't trust what's being told to us. And it, that's on us then. If, if we trust that, we make decisions based on what the regulators or the politicians or whatever are saying to us. And that's our fault for believing it. You really have yeah. to make your own opinion and your own you know, thought base around this stuff. So that's a perfect thing right there. Like you see it every time when it comes to, um, uh, you know, politicians making promises to get, voted in um this is the exact same they're, they're saying things that you know interest rates aren't going to go up 
Um, and now we're looking at two years faster, which is crazy. Um, I, I think Brisbane just changed some uh, laws around uh, land tax. Yeah, Queensland changed some laws around land tax and that's Labor putting laws in saying that they won't add any taxes and now they've just come in and said that they're going to add taxes. So right. believe what believe what you want, hey. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, inflation was a big one. Obviously, um, huge increase in IPOs and merger and acquisitions and, and you know, that that's often a sign of top of cycle kind of stuff but we, we know that we've, seen that coming on like merger and acquisitions recently the news coming out just constantly um you know csl i think australia's one of australia's biggest companies has just gone and acquired a um big uh where are they from sweden or switzerland company over there um to try and diversify their their business as well so huge 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 acquisition there um yeah, wow. so yeah big, big year for that um you, you mentioned bond buying before car prices have gone through the roof i mean who would have thought um you know that it is almost uh cheaper to buy a new car at the moment than a used car it's just you know yeah lots of and that's that's purely just a covid thing hey like it was, I was yeah i was um i was talking to one of my mates in victoria and he bought a, a jimny you know little jimneys um basically he bought that paid for it just before covid and it's now worth double what he paid for it. Yeah, like that's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Cars don't go up in price. <laughs> yeah. No, this they do the last two years. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that's obviously led to major. Um, you know, people obviously went out and bought used cars, and then that pushed the prices up, and then people started buying new cars because it was almost just as cheap. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, massive debt going on. The debt ceiling's increasing, as you, you mentioned earlier. You know, governments all over the world are really spending huge amounts of money, but it's not just it's not just governments getting. Um, uh, getting into debt issues, you know, it's a lot of individuals going out and mortgaging up, and businesses are mortgaging up because, you know, obviously um, debt's cheap at the moment. But um, yeah, just the, I think the overall debt is just increasing astronomically, and that that puts pressure on, um, I guess, the raise of interest rates. They're not going to be able to raise interest rates three, four, five percent. So you're going to see far too much. Um, you know, blood in the streets if that happens. Is... Yes, yes, definitely. I think the over over leveraging thing has been um, rife since really the you know, especially when it comes to property as well. Like last Sydney boom, you know, how many people went out and bought a lot of houses? Like, if you can afford it, and it's good, it's good investments. But um, it's going to be a shock for I think, especially the and as I'm in this age group as well, but the age group who you know haven't seen high interest rates. Um, yeah. and have leveraged up pretty high based on, you know, these two, 3% interest rates because that's all they've known. But it, it could be scary for a lot of people um, and and governments in general. Like, we're, I think we're in some of the biggest debt deficits ever. I mean, what does that mean for governments and, and, you know, the US dollar being the centralised currency? What happens there? Crazy. Um so also, yeah, so in terms of the year that was, we've got obviously the stock market. We can't go through the year it was without talking about the stock market. If we have a look at the S&P 500 in America, it's it started the year around, was it about 3,800? And it's getting close to, we're almost at the end of the year, we're 21st of December recording here, we're 4,500. So it, it's just really gone up. Uh, any asset price this year just about has gone up. So that's the S&P 500. And the ASX started the year around 
around 6,900 and it's finishing the year pretty close to 7,600. So again, you know, if you were bullish through the year, you've, you've done pretty well. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the COVID crash that was, you know, 2020, you know, like, sure, it was a crash, but it, it, it recovered very quickly. Was it a proper crash? Was it a correction? Who knows? It'd be interesting Wait, to see S&P, what happens. Yeah, the S&P, you know, the 500 in, in America, it, it hit a low of 2,300. And it's yeah. at 5,000. It's, you know, more than, you know, it's pretty much doubled. In, that, eight months crazy yeah. that is crazy, that's, crazy. that's crazy um yeah house prices have also gone through the roof i mean yeah it's a good time to own a house <laughs> yeah i was looking at a nice little suburb up the sunny coast and um i'm you know just doing some research the other night looking i reckon um some of these prices have doubled in two years like I reckon that I reckon it's up a hundred percent from what I reckon I was looking at two years ago. What I could get, you know, in this suburb on the sunny coast to now, I reckon it's doubled. Yeah, and I know. You know, in general, not every suburb is doubled, but gee, you know, yeah, I think Brisbane did twenty percent this this year. Uh, yeah, and that's crazy. That's 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 as a you know a massive government area. This isn't suburbs. This is like the whole government area doing twenty percent. Mm. Mm. some suburbs like you said some suburbs got up 100 some got up three percent you know averaged out 20 percent. that's massive that is absolutely yeah. massive so yeah that's clearly not um sustainable and it'd be interesting to see what happens to house prices as well with interest rates changing but yeah i think a lot of that was pushed on uh low supplies as well people not wanting to sell their house and a lot of people wanting to buy obviously that's low numbers you know, Supply, yeah. demand supply is always going to yeah. push prices up pretty hard. So. And, mate, we can't talk about 2021 without <laughs> talking about, you know it, we can't talk know. about it without talking about cryptocurrencies and your, your new favourite thing, NFTs. It's, yeah. just, it's just gone, you know, it's gone ballistic. It's been um, ruthless. It's been volatile. It's been up and down. But uh, I don't think there's a more, more um, talked about, you know, asset price and well asset i should say and and um you know it's just really you know polarizing it is and like the volatility the volatility this year alone has been massive like i think we started the year and this is us dollars like just over 30 and then we peaked just over is this, 60 this is the bitcoin this is Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin, Sorry, yeah, yeah Bitcoin. I think, as soon as I say crypto, I think of Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, from 60, we dropped to, I think we hit 29,000. Back down, yeah. Yeah, and now we're back up to, you know, that $55,000, $60,000. Like, if you could pick the tops and bottoms, you would be very, very rich. <laughs> yeah, you're really done well. I still don't know where I stand on crypto. We, we need to get, um, we keep talking about this. We, you know, crypto experts, come on, come on. Yeah. And, um, we need to get the Talk. Tristans on. Yeah, we'll get the Tristan on. Um, he's going to come on uh, early next year. So just, just waiting waiting for um, confirmation there. But um, yeah, he's uh, fairly well researched on the crypto space and Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of the above. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't get on board this year. We um, we made a big fat 0% on cryptocurrency this year in our portfolios. But um, yeah, we did not lose money. 
<laughs> so we've done well. <laughs> done well. What was rule one to investing, mate? Yeah, don't lose money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty good roundup of the year um, in terms of you know basically the trends and the themes of, of the year ahead. And um, you know, in the background, it hasn't really changed our investing style too much. Um, you know, even with all those things going on, it's just been a bit harder to, um, I guess, find something that we're happy to invest in. And, and I heard recently on a podcast that I was talking about property and, you know, you can still do stuff when properties at, at the highs or any assets at the highs, but you just got to, you got to, um, you got to research even better and understand even better. And um, yeah. we certainly found some nice little, um, you know, you were talking about Alibaba recently, obviously it's, um, something that's piqued your interest and is on the watch list um, yeah. at the moment. So, yeah, you can still find some stuff that will fit your our investing style. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we get through next year. So what are we going to uh, start the year with next year, mate? We had a little conversation beforehand. What are, mate, I, I think we should do, yeah, I definitely think we should do a predictions podcast and, and put it <laughs> out there. I think you need to go away and think about um, come up with a stock of the year. What, what do you think will be the best stock next year from January through December? And we will go head to head and winner takes all yeah, at the end of the year. All of nothing, but yeah, that all sounds nothing. good. We'll, we'll come up with a, something there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, that sounds interesting, but caveat, has to be S&P 200 stock. It can't be a penny stock. So are we, it's Australia? Oh, yeah, we could go global. Could we do it? Could we do an Aussie and then a global? All right, best well, that, Aussie, best yeah, Aussie, best global. That gives us a, um, a bit of work to do over this Christmas period. So it sounds good. Okay. So we'll come up with the stock of the day, uh, stock of the year, sorry, um, mm. for Aussie and global markets. Yeah. And we might we might just come up with a few um, you know predictions. Yeah, for sure. For which sure. we have absolutely no idea about. We will just predict. The fun little gamble on the year, hey? Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Pleasure, mate. Well, it's been a fantastic year. Thank you for um, yeah, just tuning in with me each week. Yeah, I know how tough it was with your training down in um, at the ends of the earth there. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally almost. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, great, great year. 43 episodes in. And um, yeah, I look forward to um, seeing what next year brings with the podcast. Yeah, man. Same, same goes as you. Appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, it's been a pretty busy year for both of us. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this stuff. I love it. So let's, let's keep this going and um, make it bigger and better next year. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks to all the listeners who have been choosing, tuning in this year and um, obviously giving us our ratings. Jump onto socials and, uh, and say hi and um, give us some topics that you, you would love us to talk about next year. But yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. We'll, we'll catch you next year, mate. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Have a good Christmas, mate. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. 
The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.